Anyway. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, top songs dedicated to mothers. I don't know what's the what's the um the um. Oh my god, boys to men one. Yeah, that was definitely my pick. I can't even remember. Is that sad it's that I don't know the name a song of it? For Mama. Yeah, I couldn't remember. It was something like that. That's the one I was thinking about that everyone knows. Excuse me, should know. Yeah. Mama. <laughs> they were so like they were really passionate about their mother. They were passionate about everything. If you think about it, Mama. like every song was just like Lord. Okay. Were, that's true. <laughs> every song. That's true. I don't think there's anything that beats that speech at the end of the road though. That's that's great. Like that's that's the stuff of legend there. Anyway. Um, okay, so you picked yours. I don't I didn't have okay. I like Kanye's Hey Mama. That's better than Tupac's Dear Mama. I actually have not heard the Kanye one. Kanye. I haven't heard that one. Kanye, hey mama. Uh, oh. Oh, well. Listen, like Tupac called his mother a crack fiend on a song dedicated to her so that one automatically gets points down right i would i would i would think that uh, that, uh <laughs> i mean i uh <laughs> i mean no he, he said it in a nice way he said i don't even remember that really all right shouldn't that be the part be like that the i remember distinctive line from the song hmm. and even as a crack no queen, you don't have mama. to it's okay you always was a black queen mama that's what he said Okay. So he called her. I a don't queen. remember that part. That's crazy. Oh, uh, well. You know what? That was like the most ghetto like mom song ever. I'm just thinking. Anyway, it was a lot. Um. Well, today. <laughs> That's why I have to bring you in way too much. You just be going way over the mountain. I'll be like, bro, we gotta get in this. Like, I mean, calm down. These are important debates to have. Not at all. Moving on. All right. <laughs> So today we're talking about motherhood. Well, mm-hmm. you're talking about motherhood. I'm asking questions. <laughs> so I guess we'll get into it. Uh-huh. So, um, well, this is your first time hearing this. This is the Real Love Podcast with Ashley and Brandon. I'm Brandon. My wife is Ashley. And here we are, right? What? You still do that. And yes, I, like... I still, again, okay. All right, if all right. it's their first time. We should introduce ourselves. Gotcha. Okay. I don't. Is Brandon one of those unisex names? I didn't think so. That's why I was like, I don't know. If your name was Ryan, I've met a guy named Ashley before, though. Right, but your name is Brandon. That's true. Anyway, see, <laughs> boy. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you to everyone who's listening to this right now. If, mm-hmm. I don't know how you got here, but I'm glad that you are here. Mm-hmm. Um. We do this every week, same time, same place. And uh, I guess we'll get into this topic. But we, what we like to do is we want to, you know, showcase what real love looks like. Yeah. You know, and real love according to God's word. And just, you know, yeah. and we, of course, we filter it through the lens of our experiences. We may talk about relationships one week. We may talk about, you know, just being in the body of Christ. And like today we're talking about parenting and motherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, thanks for <laughs> joining us and for being a part um so i wanted to do this episode because mother's day is coming up you know um i was kind of reluctant to do this episode well i'm just like if we do this episode that means next month we have to do a fathering or fatherhood one 
Oh. I don't know that I want to do one. Why? Because I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. It just felt like I was putting like I was going to have to put myself on the spot at some point. Mm-hmm. And I much more enjoy the idea of putting you on the spot. That's so funny because I'm the same way. But you know that, though. Like, I, as much as I like to talk, I don't like... I... It's the same thing, like, with singing. Like, I enjoy singing, but I don't want anybody to hear me. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Like, so singing on Sundays is difficult for me. I have to remind myself, like, why I'm up there, what I'm, what I'm doing it for. Yeah. That definitely keeps me focused. But then doing this podcast is also, like... What am I doing it for all the time? I have to remind myself because yeah. I don't, I'm like, Oh my gosh, people are going to hear me. And right. what do I sound like? And I mean, I don't care about y'all, but you know, <laughs> yeah, no, it can definitely be like nerve. No, but seriously. Like yeah. Putting yeah. Uh, any sort of attention on yourself. Exactly. I'm just like, right. Lord, can I just be in the back? I'll, right. I'll wash the dishes like, and I, praise I, God. I couldn't be a Kardashian, bro. Absolutely not. So. Well, I mean, for several reasons, but anyway, <laughs> moving on so but no so I wanted to do this episode just to want to take a break because I feel like we've been like like waist deep in a relationship and marriage stuff right? like, alright let's right? let's shift the focus a little bit amen shifting yeah. the atmosphere amen oh. <laughs> <laughs> not to get too deep on y'all anyway you know. <laughs> so I wanted to take a, big, a break from that but you know again just gives you a chance to talk to you because it's fun. Yeah, always. So, I guess we'll get right into it then. Um, motherhood. Mm-hmm. I didn't prepare a list of questions, so, so we're just shame. Gonna be talking. Shame, shame, shame. So, I'm curious to know, like, what motherhood is like from your perspective. Like, I know what it feels like to be a dad, but I can't imagine like the connection you feel as a mom, like. Mm-hmm. You get pregnant and you're immediately a mom, right? And mm-hmm. for us, it takes a little bit longer for it to be real, you know? Mm-hmm. So what was, what's that feeling like? Like when you first discover, okay, I'm about to be a mom. Like I'm a mom now. There's a baby here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I feel like I have to clear my throat on every podcast. But anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I would say it really depends on the person. It could be panic, honestly. Like, uh-huh. I mean, you think motherhood and a lot of people, um, just because of their experiences and then where they are in life right now, it's like, man, if I could be a mom, like, I would be ecstatic. Like, this would be dope. Like, I would love it. Um, but for some, it's like, I would be panicked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would freak out. And this would be horrible. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But for me, um, I will say, I mean, because, you know, This is real love. And we just tell it like it is. We get real. Mm. Uh, Mine was panic. I did not. um, I was not prepared to be a mom. I wasn't married. I was not in a um, healthy relationship. It just. Yeah. It was not. I I was panicked. And I was like, this is going to be horrible. And I'm going to be a horrible mother. And not because that was my experience, because I had a wonderful mother. I still have a wonderful mother and a wonderful father. But I just I was like, I'm not equipped for this. I'm going to suck. And this is all going to burn to the ground. Like, that's exactly how I felt. Mm. Got you. So, I mean, because I think you're a great mom. Thank you. Right. So obviously something had to shift in your mind. Absolutely. So what was it? So that was a process. Let me go ahead and say that. Um, That was not like, 
Oh, I woke up the next day and I was like, you know what? I'm a child of God and we're going to do this. <laughs> it was not, and I'm not trying to make, you know, light of the, I mean, it was just, it was not like that. That was not my reality at the time. Right. It took me a minute. And that, that's not to say it takes a long time mm-hmm. because it takes as long as you let it take. Um, right. in that, in that situation. Yeah. Um, it took me some time because of what was going on. Again, I was not in a healthy relationship. So I had to get out of that so that I could be a better mom. Um, and so there was a period of loneliness for me. And there was also a time, I mean, above all else where I had to, I had to figure out who am I in Christ? What does he say about me? And then adopt that as this is how I feel about myself because this is what King Jesus says about me. Um, but that took some time and that wasn't because God took his time telling me who I was. Yeah. That was because of my experiences. And I was just like, so used to hearing the opposite or telling myself the opposite or accepting the opposite. It was hard for me to just quickly accept, no, this is who I am. I'm God's kid and I'm chosen and I'm going to be a great mom. And, um, so it took time. I would say, Leah was, I rededicated my life to Christ when I was six months pregnant and I still dealt with a lot. I did not. And anybody that knows me knows that I talk Mm. a lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I am still working on making sure that my words have purpose and I'm just not talking to talk. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I didn't talk a lot um, when I was pregnant and just to, and this is all just, you know, for testimony's sake, um, not to say, oh, woe is me. But um, when I said I didn't talk a lot, I literally, I can count the words that I said when I was pregnant. I was depressed, like more than I've ever been in my life. Um, and that I had ever seen on anyone else. I had so much shame. I allowed shame to come in and take control of me because I'm like, I'm not married and I'm pregnant. And I just, um, I was raised in a Christian home and I just felt so much shame. And so I did not speak now inside the home. I did. I I spoke more, but whenever I went out, um, people really thought like something is wrong with her. And there definitely was, but I I didn't talk. So it took me a long time. So it took till I would say Leah was about a year and a half Mm -hmm. for that mind, for my mind to be transformed and, um, for me to think differently about myself as a mom. Gotcha. I mean, I guess talk about how that feels, right? Like, I'm, obviously you feel the shame of being pregnant, but then is there a guilt that you feel for being ashamed of your pregnancy? Like, at what point do you feel like the guilt or the the shame is in itself making you a bad mom? Like, oh, I'm not proud of my child the way I should be. That is a great question. Um, so when Leah was born, I had to have an emergency C-section. So, um, yeah, I pushed for three hours and nothing was happening y'all. So uh, all the doctors swooped in, like you see on the movies and carried me out. That's exactly how it happened. It was such a blur, but, um, shout out to my mom and my sister, Beth, for being there with me. It was so great having them there to support me, even though it was, um, challenging and it didn't turn out the way I wanted. But anyway, um, once they had pulled Leah out, I remember, them my mom was in there they let her in there once you know Leah was out and um <clears throat> she had Leah Leah was wrapped up and she showed her to me she said Ash she said here's Leah and I remember I looked over at her and I felt nothing like I literally looked at her and I was just like 
yeah okay whatever mm-hmm. and it wasn't like i hated her it wasn't that but I, there was no connection whatsoever mm-hmm. and in that moment i felt like the worst person ever i felt like this is not how i'm supposed to feel what's wrong with me mm-hmm. and i automatically blamed it on this is what happens when now i've since learned and that's a whole other podcast that this can happen to anybody right. like because your hormones are so high mm-hmm. like i mean they're just working hard to create this life and sustain this life yeah. and then once you have the baby it just all plummets so it's just taking your body a chance to adjust right. so being a believer or not is not what shields you necessarily from those effects i didn't know that at the time because i was not spiritually mature but anyway um in the moment i was like the reason why i'm going through this the reason why i can't connect is because i'm not married and i'm not doing mm. it god's way and so that's why i feel like this so then i felt even worse right. um so that's also what exaggerated things yeah. and made it take longer for me to get out of that dark place because it was kind of like what you said. It was like, I'm already ashamed, but then I feel crazy or crazier because I'm ashamed. And like, it right. just went in this stupid circle. Yeah. 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 That's, that's interesting what you said. Like just, um, and I know this isn't really about me talking, but <clears throat> no, like you're this, good. this point came out of what you said, but you feeling like your response to motherhood was based on how your motherhood was conceived, right? Like, yeah. you know, I'm unmarried and so on and so forth, right? And I just think it's important to note that that's not how God treats us, mm-hmm. right? Even when we do wrong, right? If so, there's no point of him going to the cross, right? He bore the punishment for whatever was mistakes we've made or will make in the future. Now, mm-hmm. it's not mean it's some kind of, you know, get out of jail free card. You just <laughs> right. do whatever you want to do. No. But... You know, God's will is not to torture us in that way. Like if you're yeah. obviously you're you're there's cause and effect, right? So yeah. your actions are always going to have repercussions, right? But it's not because God is behind the curtain pulling some string like, ha I can't wait to see how hurt she is. You right. Know? Like that's not God's not like us. Right. That's some stuff we would do. <laughs> Amen. But that's not how that's not how he does things. Uh-uh. Uh, so. When was the point where you realized, like, you know, or sorry to come to that knowledge of, okay, God's not punishing me, um, you know, and he's given me this responsibility and, you know, been able to take it from that angle? Um, I can't say that I, mm, I can't really pinpoint like a moment where I was like, oh, this was the moment where I was just like, you know what? Mm. It what I remember the most was the support of family and friends and Mm -hmm. them speaking life to me and reminding me who I was. That is what helped me get out of that place. Um, a lot of people that helped me may not even know that they helped me, you know, get out. It was just something as simple as coming to the house and saying that I was a good mom and I was doing a great job and they loved how organized Leia's room or our, well, we shared a room, but how organized our room was or just little things that you'd think like, you're supposed to do that as a mom yeah. or you're supposed to make sure your child's taken care of. Yes, I agree. But when you just feel like you're the scum of the earth, it really helps to hear I'm doing something right. Yeah. Um, so it was stuff like that. In addition to the spiritual aspect, um, my parents gave me that the most, mm-hmm. like reminding me of who I was. And, you know, yes, you did something. You did sin. 
Um, but this does not mean that your life is over, that God can't use you or he hasn't forgiven you right. um, or that you won't have everything that he still, you know, has for you because right. you made this mistake. And Leah was not the mistake. Right. She was a blessing that came out of a bad decision, mm. but she is not the bad decision. That was something that I had to really hold on to as well. Mm. Um, I know that some for some women, it's hard to separate the two. Yeah. It's like, no, I did something wrong. So everything attached to it is wrong. Right. Um, but I mean, it's absolutely amazing how much I've grown just from Leia's existence. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting. This isn't like the teen pregnancy summit episode, but <laughs> <laughs> we we do place a lot of we talk about pregnancy as a consequence. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, okay, don't have sex before you're supposed to, or you're going to get pregnant Mm -hmm. and your life is going to be over. You see, you know, these are, this is how people without babies get to live their life. Mm -hmm. And once you become a mom, this is going to be your life. I think that's a terrible message because then it in turn for some women, it makes them respond to their child in a very unhealthy way. Yeah. Instead, there should be some dialogue behind what doors you may open. I mean, obviously when you have sex, when you're not married. Right. So that's the real conversation. Right. Obviously you want people to be, well, (laughs) we don't want you to do it if you're not married anyway. And side note, obviously we both have had sex before we were married. Um, anyway, but you know, our viewpoint is, God wants us to wait and it's not because children are bad. That right. is not a good message. Right. It's because of all the other things. And obviously when you're not ready for a child, you can't take care of yourself. It's going to be a real struggle to take care of a little one. Right. So those that's a fact. That's true. Yeah. So I think that everyone's desperate attempt to convey that yeah. maybe comes off the wrong way. Yeah. But I wish people would stop doing the like, making it seem like pregnancy is a bad thing because and this is probably getting ahead of myself but i need to say it people do that even when you're married like once you reach a certain reach a certain amount of children or once you feel like you're tired or whatever it's just like oh i'm pregnant again you have no idea and and i've gone through both and again i'm probably getting ahead of myself but i don't want to forget but i i'm going through a journey of well, what the doc, what the doctor has diagnosed as infertility. And so I have had to, um, you know, in my marriage and in my life, take both of those things to the word and continue to renew my mind Mm -hmm. because Satan has come back in to try to say, yeah, so when you weren't doing right, you got this child and now you're doing what the Lord wants you to do. And now you can't have a kid. you know what i mean yeah um so that's a whole nother thing yeah but i just wanted to shed light on that because the devil's a liar (laughs) (laughs) absolutely yeah um wow we we touched you sorry i know right you touched a bunch of points i don't even know if i want to reinforce them you can reinforce whatever you want to reinforce well no i i feel like that would take the conversation to a different place gotcha okay um I do think it's important to note, since you did touch on it, though, right, that 
pregnancy can't just be the consequence for our bad decisions, yeah. right? Yeah. One, because there's a lot of ways to avoid pregnancy. So if you're teaching me, and this is absolutely like how I grew up and not necessarily, I don't think my mom and I even had this conversation, right? But mm -hmm. you grow up like, okay, so much was put on don't have sex because you're going to end up with a baby. Mm -hmm. Well, for one, I'm a guy, so I'm not going to end up with a baby, right? I may end up impregnating someone. That doesn't mean I'm going to end up with a baby, mm -hmm. right? Based on the examples that have been set yeah. long before us, right? Yeah. Um, so there's one part of it. But again, there's plenty of ways to do the wrong thing the right way, right? And you can end up without a baby plenty of different ways. Yep. And so if you don't, if all you're trying to do is avoid the baby, then you're not getting to the root of the cause. That of, is of the so issue. good. And then you're fooling yourself like, oh, I made it. I did it. I've actually heard that. Right. Where people, you know, get married and um, they're not they're not virgins. And this is not something I'm making up. People have told me this. And they're like, you know, oh, I made it to the altar. No baby. He don't have no babies neither. Right. And that's like a running joke. And it's like, oh, OK. So the only goal here is. We didn't have a baby, so we're good now. We did it right because it looks good to other people. Right. But you're and, not whole. Yeah. And yeah, I think we'll we'll have to dive into yes. all the reasons why people should wait, right? Based on all the reasons we that didn't podcast, wait. That podcast, no, for real. We're not telling y'all anything that we didn't listen. We had to fight through it right. <laughs> spiritually. So <laughs> back to motherhood. Sorry. Right? No, it's all good. So... I mean, I've never been a mom, right? Right. I have a mom. <laughs> yes. And I have a wife who I get to watch be a mom. Mm -hmm. So all of this is like intriguing to me because no matter how similar our ideals may be, like you just look at things a different way. Yeah. Being a mom. Yeah. Right. What do you see when you look at our child? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the uh, time of day. <laughs> For all my moms with girls, it may be, Lord, I need to do her hair. Or, Lord, them pants don't fit no more. Okay, but it, but in other moments... <laughs> I need to take that put it in the closet. Uh -huh. um, in other moments, um, there are definitely quite a few times, especially lately, where I just stop and I watch her. Mm -hmm. and I'm And it's not for any other reason other than you used to be a baby. And now you're eight. You're about to be nine. Mm -hmm. And just listening to her, like, she's an only child. So listening to her, like, play and, um, you know, when she's, her imagination's going and she's playing with her dolls and everything and hearing her talk to her stuffed animals the way I talk to her, I learn a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm, I probably shouldn't say that or yeah. I need to say more of that or, wow, that's what she sees mm -hmm. type thing. Um, so it really depends on the day, but lately it's been, thank you, Lord, for the one that you've blessed me with so far, because I know more are coming and I'm excited, yeah. but no, we're not pregnant, but <laughs> because I'm telling you, our church is, they're so sweet. We have such awesome friends. They're always like waiting, like God's going to do it. He's going to do it soon. Right, right. Yes, he is. But no, we're not pregnant yet. But, <laughs> but, um, yeah, just watching her in amazement that she's so old now 
Gosh. <laughs> I mean, no. And I, <laughs> You're so old. So old. No, I didn't mean... <laughs> we're so silly. I didn't mean like... You know what I mean. Yeah. All the moms and dads know. Or if you have a brother or sister, like if you're older or yeah, whatever, yeah. like you no, know what I mean. I you just it. watch them and you're just like, what in yeah. the world happened? Right. Yeah. So... That's interesting. Why? What do you? I know this isn't the father's episode, but what do you see? Because nah, you look at her, you're like, oh no, oh my gosh, she's growing and she's changing. Oh Lord, what do you see? I always see like, I guess it depends on the day, mm-hmm. right? But I always look at her like, I don't want to say it that way. <laughs> but, oh jeez, what? Oh, no, gosh. like. Because I'm always in like dad mode, mm. right? And so I'm always like, okay, what are you up to? What should you be up to? Do that, right? And oh gosh, so yeah, right. And unless it's like one of those times where it's like, all right, let me set aside some time. Let's hang out. Like let's let's play some video games. Let's go to the comic book store. Whatever we're gonna do, right? And we get to have like fun time. But I'm always just looking like, all right. She looks well put together. This is good, right? Oh, no. <laughs> She's quiet. Why is she quiet? What does her room look like? What's going on? Like, you know. Yeah. So it's it's interesting on a day-to-day. But, yeah, there's definitely those times where, like, I guess my point was that they, they come less often for me, where it's just, like, reflecting, like, ah, she's getting older, like. We're having different conversations. Mm-hmm. She's speaking in a different tone, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's wild. Because um, I remember when she was a baby. And mm-hmm. we were having very different conversations. Yep. Right. She'll ask me questions sometimes. And I was just like, yo, like, I'm not prepared to answer that. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then you just won't answer because she'll come and ask me and she'll say, I asked daddy. He didn't say anything. And I'll be like, surely he said something. And she'll be like, no, he didn't say anything. He just looked at me and I'll be like, Lord, bring it. Sorry. <laughs> and I mean, I don't mind answering. I'm just like. She's not going to get younger, so the questions are going to keep coming. (laughs) Listen, some questions don't need answers. I'm joking. They all need answers. Absolutely. I don't want her getting them answers anywhere else, so Uh, I'm definitely answering. That's very true. That's very true. So. (laughs) Y'all see how we do, but they're, they're, I mean, the ones that have been, the oldies but goodies know how we do. Oldies but goodies. I mean, we just, we go off on tangents. We always come back. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they know. But for the people that are new, welcome. <laughs> right, right. So I'm curious to know, like, what do you feel like are the challenging parts of motherhood? I'm always thinking, did I do that right? Always. There is never a second where I'm just like, hmm, I know I laid it down right. I know I told out. Like, I don't, I don't. Yeah. Like, I'm always trying to, quote unquote, perfect whatever right. and not in an unhealthy way there definitely was a time there was a time where i did it in a very unhealthy way and everything had to be just so and neat and this got to be stacked right and whatever mm-hmm. and for those moms out there relax breathe okay right. it's much more important to spend the time with your kids and have those moments where you're just watching them right then trying to make sure every little thing is right 
But for me, I'm always thinking my attitude, not the house. Mm -hmm. I'm more so like, how did that conversation go? I'm reflecting on our conversations. Did I say that right? Should I have encouraged her more? Should I have brought the hammer down a little bit more? Like, how did I? That's where I am. Right. You know, thinking about this conversation in relation to like other ones we've had about different aspects of being in a relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like like there are times where I feel like we've mastered certain aspects, right? And I shouldn't say master because that means there's nothing else to learn. Mm-hmm. But you know, you feel like you make progress in some yeah. ways, right? I don't get that same feeling with parenting. Like, no, never. Like, <laughs> never. Like I never wake up and I'm just like, oh, I got this. I nailed this. Are right. we doing this? Like, like, never. I don't even feel like, oh, yeah, man, we got that part down. No. Like, I don't know what it is. It's just like, and some parents may be like, oh, you're just not doing it right. Kudos to maybe. you. Okay. That, like, that very well may be true. Good for you. Right. <laughs> and not, and I want to make it clear that we're not like up at night or looking at each other like, Lord, I have no idea. No. Right. It's just hard work. It's not, you're not, every day is different from the last Mm -hmm. every day. It's, there's not a day where she comes home from school and it's just like, it was just like yesterday and we know exactly what to do, whatever. There's something going, and when your kids are younger, I feel like, well, any age, but Mm -hmm. when they're younger and still learning how the world works and how to respond, especially if they have siblings, every day is different and so every day is just like yeah i nailed yesterday and today was horrible <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah or i think the best are like those times where you know you thought you nailed something yesterday and then she comes home with like okay well i did what you told me to do and it got me terrible results right, right. Was, and then you're like mm, well <laughs> <laughs> let's regroup <laughs> i I think I heard a comedian put it this way, right? Like parenting is the only job you can do and put like all of your best into it and still have a really messed up kid at the end of it. Like a really messed up result. And so it's like, it's so hard to gauge how you're doing at times. Like, I think there are definitely things that you can look at and measure and say, okay, um, and this is a small example, but I think that's where paying attention to your child um, really is key. Yeah. And I know that, you know, for a lot of people don't know this because ain't none of y'all business, but let me stop. I'm so petty, but, <laughs> but you're very busy right now. It hasn't always been like this, but you are like extreme, like every second of your day. It's like, I got to do this, this, this for anyone that has started a business or is starting one or whatever, you know, that when you're in those beginning stages, it's just like all of your time, you try to squeeze out every bit of time you can for your family or for yourself or what, so you don't go nuts. But that's where we are with his business and this podcast. And this is kind of my only thing outside of work um, and being a mom that is on my plate. Well, I'm lying. I got church stuff, but still, I'm not as busy as as you are. Right. Um but one one thing I have learned is when I just spend time with her mm-hmm. and not necessarily like, okay, we're doing this activity, page number one. Like, you know, yeah. but just how was your day? So what do you want to be? And I know this is sound so what do you want to be when you grow up? Because sometimes it changes for her. Right. No, I'm lying. It's been the same thing for like four years. But anyway, mm-hmm. like she's been very consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, but spending time with her, um, or with your child in general is key in measuring how things are going. 
um, they open up a lot more. And when I'm just watching her, I can see, okay, because it's, I know y'all know, especially if you have girls when they're younger, you can see like how you're doing based on how they play. And I know that sounds crazy. I have an early childhood background. I'm also the oldest of a million children. I'm joking, but <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the Sibs. Hey y'all. <laughs> shout out like it's an award show. <laughs> I don't sorry, know. Whatever. So Just you're the oldest of five. Right. And so. um, and I have, I have so much experience and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but right. I've been a nanny for a very long time, like a full time, like semi living nanny. Like, so I yeah. know, I know how it is. Um, when you watch them, especially the girls, they do what they see. Right. So you can kind of see, Oh no, why is she hitting that teddy bear so many times? Right. Why is she screaming at him like that? Like, you know, you can kind of see, Oh, oh, I need to adjust some things here and there. Right. Um, I know that was so long, but I always give long answers. That's true. <laughs> um, so I do want to kind of refocus the conversation. Sure. Um, we all go into parenting without a manual, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there are manuals, right? You got you get the books and you start reading articles and potty training stars at this age and we'll use this method and mm-hmm. I don't know all, all the books. I didn't read any of the books, so <laughs> I know you did. You know what? I didn't either. But go ahead. So I didn't. I say all that to say, right? Like. There's not necessarily a definitive parenting manual, but there is a life manual that we live by, right? Yeah. So when you decided to shape the way you approach parenthood by biblical standards, what specifically changed for you? How did that reshape your outlook on parenting? Um, you know what? It was interesting because this happened, I would say, a year or two after we were married mm-hmm. is when that happened for me. I was going along thinking I was doing everything right. And what I was really doing was just imitating what I saw my parents do. Mm-hmm. I didn't think much about it. Right. It was just I held my parents, um, which I'm not saying that you should be disrespectful by any means, but. Mm-hmm. I just held them at this high level in my life and in my eyes that I was just like, you know what? Um, they did great. And the way I looked at my life was everything that I've done is my fault. Like I did it. I'm 120% responsible for every little thing. And I'm going to get into maybe if we have time, but a little bit of what I mean by that. Cause I'm not saying that I blame my parents, but um, one thing I had to realize was in doing things exactly the way your parents did it and never going to the word or very rarely. Um, I don't, I wasn't really doing things the way they should have been done. And I remember coming across a video on Facebook where the guy was talking about how, um, the parent child relationship really shapes the child in their adult life. Um, and he at the end and he was a Christian guy, but he was just giving some practical life advice. And he was saying, you know, some parents, he said, some of you parents, he was talking to the crowd, need to apologize to your children for the way that you've treated them. Mm-hmm. And I remember feeling convicted in the moment. Um, a part of me, a very small part 
was like, apologize to Leah for what? Right. Is she in my house? Like, you know? Yeah. And so that started coming out. And I quickly had to check it. Like, wait a minute. I was very intrigued by how I felt. Mm. And so I remember praying and asking God to show me, like, how I treat her, if it's right, what I need to change. Because I love her. My parents love me. Brandon's mom loves him. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hurt us. I don't want to hurt Leia. We don't want to hurt her. Right. So when I was faced with that, it wasn't, there was not a lot of resistance. Right. And so that was, so I think that was a year or two after we were married. Mm-hmm. And so that's what started the journey of me saying, okay, what, how am I treating her? Why am I treating her this way? Is it right? Mm-hmm. And if it's not, how do we fix that? And what I found was there were a lot of things that I was doing that I had picked up from family um, from relatives that was not okay according to the word and right. not that I was being abused or anything like that right. but it was just like like a, a big one this is one for everyone just do what I said there's not yeah. there isn't any context mm-hmm. there isn't now in the moment now let's give some examples okay if the child has run into the middle of the street and you're just you don't have a lot of time to just Get over here right now. I don't have time to explain that there is a truck barreling down the road at 85 miles an hour and you were two seconds from being hit. You just need to obey what I said. Get over here. Now, there are other times where it'll be like, I don't think you should date right now. Mm -hmm. You're 16. Why do you need a boyfriend? And (laughs) I remember that now my dad sent my dad a few years after explained things to me. Um, but at the time I think it was just panic. Yeah. It was like, you're not allowed to date because your daddy said so. Well, that was old after two weeks. Right. Like, why can't I date for what reason? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's definitely like, um, that's a, that's a hard part about parenting, right? Mm -hmm. Giving context because we grow up with, because I said so. Yeah. And, and some people don't. We're not saying everyone does. That's right. not what we're saying. Right. But that was right. our experience. Right. And so, and, you know, in a lot of households, we, we talk about the way we command respect yeah. from our children. Mm-hmm. Right. And that can be like a really big sticking point. You know, yeah. I've definitely been a part of some conversations in family where it's like uh, different parents going around the room <laughs> talking about like, you know, what levels they go through. To make sure their children obey every word. Like, Johnny would never. He'd know I'll smack him upside the head. Like, it's like, all right. Right. And and in the moment, I think, you know, they're all just like cackling and it's just good fun. Right. Um, But it's not, just being real, it's not healthy. It's right. not healthy. And then especially if your kids, <clears throat> excuse me, are in the room and hearing that, um, it just puts them in a really bad mind space. It does. Um, How do you feel about you and Leia's relationship with each other? I feel like. I feel like, I mean, obviously, Jesus is my world, but she's my other world. Like, I just I just (laughs) feel like. I love her so much. Mm. I don't know how else to explain it. Like, I would do anything in the world for her. I'm not going to (laughs) cry. Oh. But I mean, she, she's my world. Um, and I try to be a better mom every day because I want her to be the best she can be. 
And I know that right now I am the biggest influence in her life. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I have to accept. And so because I am, I need to be at my best every day so that I am not passing on anything toxic to her. Yeah. So we've got about 10 minutes left. Um, less if we don't need all that time right (laughs) um but i I wanted to make sure because i mean obviously this is more of a reflection episode right not necessarily like here's some advice but you know for young moms out there i guess that's weird to say because you're you're young too i am not old y'all right but (laughs) i'm not for anyone you know who may be feeling like some the ways you felt that we talked about right like maybe you just you you feel guilty about the way your child got here or how you view yourself as a mom or, you know, how your parenting skills have gone so far, whatever it may be. Are there resources that you would point those women toward? Um, Maybe verses, maybe books or anything like that. Yes. So obviously the word of God should be the first and foremost. Um, One book that was referred to me by um, one of my best friends, Amanda. Amanda, if you're listening, I love you so much. Um, And NECA, I love you, Um, is Victory Over the Darkness. Um, It's by Neil T. Anderson. Um, And it says, realize the power of your identity in Christ. That was a huge thing for me. Um, I love to read. But even if you don't like to read, I promise you, you will really enjoy the book. Um, There are scriptural references. I mean so many and this is good for guys and girls like it doesn't matter but specifically since we're talking about moms if you're dealing with you know I just don't know how I'm doing this mom thing if I'm doing it right and I believe that a lot of things stem from not understanding your true identity in Christ and this book really helps to um, reshape your mind and then also point you to the cross and again those scripture or scriptural references are awesome. And there are so many in here um, to just drive home who you really are and not who Satan or even sometimes your friends or family are trying to convince you you are. Um, But it gives you just solid truth um, that you really need as a mom so that you can pour that into your kids. And um, I mean, just on the natural side, I know I don't know, I may not. I mean, I may know all the moms that are listening or maybe you're not a mom yet, but you can do it. I mean, it's not y'all. If you knew how many mistakes I made today, (laughs) but don't beat yourself up. Um, Surround yourself with some positive people. That's also key Mm -hmm. because if you're pouring all this good stuff into you and then you just continue to allow yourself or toxic people around you, um, they can just suck all that truth out. So make sure that you're around the right people as well. But um, you guys got it. Absolutely. So um, I just checked and Victory Over the Darkness by Neil Anderson is available on Audible. Um, So if you're looking for a free trial of Audible, you can end up getting this book for free. um, The audiobook version anyway. Just go to reallovepodcast.com slash audible. Um, Shout out to them for sponsoring this podcast. Thank you. Um, But yeah. So that's reallovepodcast.com slash audible and just search for victory over the darkness. Um, the cover of it is like this multicolored, it's like blue to yellow gradient. Anyway, just <laughs> in case you were looking for it. Yeah. Just, so you know which one you, you, it is. Right. Um, so 
We talked about how you feel about motherhood. I feel mm-hmm. like it's so hard to do this episode because obviously this is a work in progress, right? You, yeah. You're not done being a mom. No. You're not like, okay, here, after me having my fifth kid, here's everything I know about parenting. Yeah, right? and I think that, um, and I say this with love, absolute love, but I've done it before with one. So this, I'm not saying or suggesting this to anyone that I, you know, without doing it myself or exercising it myself, but we have to be careful as moms when you have just one or you have five, but especially ones. And this is, I've experienced more with moms that have multiples. Um, It can come across that you, that you know it all. um, And that you're, you're almost either shaming someone that has questions or you're not giving them a chance to, to show what they know, if that makes sense. Yeah. You almost rush to the chance to tell them this is how you're supposed to without letting them. And it could be something simple. Right. Um, like as a new mom, my mom was amazing. Like when I had, when I had Leia, I will say at the beginning, I kind of felt like I just wanted her there every second of every day, but she had to work and all that. But mm-hmm. she was great at giving me space, letting me learn things because some things like letting people do it on their own, it's not going to hurt the child. It's not going to hurt them. Um, for instance, like if they, if if you feel like, oh my gosh, you should have put socks on that baby. I hear that a lot. Mm. Why that baby don't have no socks on? Like, and people get all up in arms and you don't realize what you could be doing to that mom emotionally. Yeah. yeah. Because if she feels like I'm already a terrible mom, you know, or whatever the case may be, and you're just super vocal, Mm. about why doesn't that baby have any socks on? Why didn't you do that baby's hair? Wipe that baby's nose. And you're like, okay, yeah, if we're doing a photo session, Mm. the baby does not look picture perfect right now. That is correct. (laughs) Because that's usually what it is. The Uh baby doesn't look right to me, so it's making me uncomfortable. Mm. But the truth of the... Now, I'm, I'm not saying, like, if the baby's dirty and appears to be neglected. Yes, we need to address that. Still in love but we need to address it. I'm talking about the one-off things. Mm -hmm. Maybe let's let that go a little bit. Or what I like to do is if it's something that really concerns me, and this is in any area, Mm -hmm. I never want, and I wish more people would do this to embarrass someone. So doing it in front of someone loudly is a no, no. Pull her to the side and say, Hey girl, if it's that big of a concern, Mm -hmm. um, I noticed so-and-so didn't have socks on. I have some extra socks in, my baby's bag. Does he need some socks? I know it's really cold outside. And I would hate for him to be sick and you have to deal with all that. I know you're already doing so much. You're such a great mom, you know, kind of doing it that way. Right, right. Um, shout out to my sisterhood. Cause we do that to each other. Right. Okay. We never shame each other. Cause then you give that person the opportunity to be like, no, my baby's feet just sweat really bad. He gets hot. So no socks. And then you can be like, Oh, let me mind my business. I'm sorry. Right. Thank you so much for saying that because Leia was that way. Mm. Um, I would take her to the doctor because I thought something was wrong. It would be the middle of winter and she was like sweating in the car. Mm. Now, granted, I had a hat on her and socks, but I would take her hat off, uh, and, but I wouldn't have like a coat on her. Yeah. I would have like a hoodie, like with the fur on the inside. Mm-hmm. And I definitely got a lot of kickback, not from my mom or dad. Cause they understood, but from other people like, why that baby don't have on like an Eskimo suit, like with them snow suits or whatever. Uh-huh. I'm like, because she would die of heat stroke. Like she just sweats a lot. Yeah. Like she gets really hot very quickly. Yeah. So anyway, just in love, 
um, educate people on things. And it could be something completely different. It doesn't have to be a mom. It could be like um, a friend like Brandon, like you to Luke or something about something. You know, you just want to do things in love. You don't want to point out someone's faults publicly in a way that could embarrass them. That's that's a no. Let's not do that. Right. Let's not do that. Um, (laughs) There's something that you brought to my attention at one point that really kind of reshaped my thinking around like parenting. So I wanted to talk about this this concept, right, that us being parents doesn't make us like the end all be all. Right. Mm -hmm. But really, it's just that God trusted us to raise up his children. Yep. Right. So I don't know. You could probably explain that concept a lot better than I can. So that was something that my parents um, brought to my attention um, when we basically when we when I started going off the deep end Mm. and my dad was like, you know what? It hurt me for a long time in a very personal way. And then I had to realize I, you were leased to me is what he said Mm. for a time for me to give you all that God was giving to me. And it was up to you to make the decision on how you were going to use that information. Mm. You cannot make someone do anything and it doesn't make you a bad parent. If they choose not to run with the information that you gave them in a positive way. And so one thing that I remind myself of daily is, yes, I pray over her all the time. I make sure that I'm that, you know, we're not watching or listening to anything that is not edifying, that is not building up, you know, our spiritual man and that, you know, makes God happy. But doing all of those things, because I think that some parents, bless their hearts, they exhaust themselves because and you can tell that they're putting themselves in the wrong position because they're just like no i don't want this per i don't want them over here i don't want them to even look at that nope don't stand outside nope don't and i just mean like overly and you're just like you cannot control everything around them at all times and if you try you're going to drive yourself nuts. But I look at it like, because I've tried to do it, I'm telling you from experience. Mm -hmm. But what I do, what we do is we think of it as she's been leased to us for a time until we give her back to God and say, this is what we did with what you entrusted us with. Kind of like the talents. What did you do with it? Right. So instead of us just, and that's such a great example, like the one did, let's just bury it, put it up on it. It's safe. It's right there. It is safe. And there you go, Jesus, and untouched. Exactly. Untouched, you've done nothing with it. But we give her what God is giving us as he is shaping us. We pour that into her. And then we just trust that. um, What is the scripture? Um, Oh, my goodness. It literally just left my mind. Basically, train train up a child. child? Right. Sorry. Oh, like literally. Yeah. Train up a child in the way. No, my mind just went blank. Oh, okay. Got you. Okay, we just talked about not publicly. My bad. No, (laughs) I'm playing. (laughs) I thought you were looking for a different scripture. (laughs) He was like, "Surely it's not that one that everyone knows." Uh -uh. No, but I think it's just it's late. It is. It's late. (laughs) But anyway, no. But when you when I think about that one, um, I I always looked at it like train up a child, and as soon as you tell them whatever you've told them, as soon as you train them up. They're going to immediately do whatever you've told them to do. And it says so that when they're old, doesn't it? 
It does. It says when they're so, old, they won't depart. Right. And There's so when I researched that, you train them and what you said, they, what? That's a lot of time between when you train them and when they get old. Exactly. So it's like, it could be that they have a time and Lord knows we're not speaking that over anyone's children in Jesus name, but right. it could be that no, they're not going to depart from it in the end. They're going to come back to what they remember, what they know, what they've been taught, but there may be a time where they go off course a little bit. Right. And that doesn't mean that you're a terrible mom, you're a terrible dad, and that you've done something horrible. Right. That was their choice. Um, right. So that anyway, so that's why I said that to you whenever I said it. Um, I remind myself of that daily. She's been leased to me for a time until I give her back to God. And I have to focus on when she's old, she won't depart from what I've put into her. Right. Well, for me, it just it puts into perspective like, OK, let me always make sure that I'm giving her the opportunity to be a better person spiritually. Yes. Right. Like, let me make sure the way I'm speaking to her doesn't turn her away from God. Yes. Let me make sure that, you know, the activities that we're planning, right, all of it, right, it, it helps me. Like, I mean, I deal in marketing, right, and I just got off, I just got off an, an ads consultation call where we were talking about, okay, you want to give yourself the opportunity to go for success. Yes. I can't guarantee you a certain result, right, but you can put yourself in the position because I, I can tell you that if you don't do X, Y, and Z, you're going to end up right where you started, but yeah. if at least you give yourself the opportunity to win, you might see some wins. Yes. So, and, and that's how I feel about parenting. Like, no, we're not going to have all the answers, right? For as long as we're on earth, we will not have all the answers. Mm -hmm. But we know where to look for those answers. And we know how to approach things, right, to give her the best opportunity for success, spiritually speaking. And if we can give her that, then she, she can succeed in life. So. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's only right that we shout out our mothers because it is Mother's Day or it's getting close. Yeah. Right. So I guess you'll go first and I'll go after. I mean, are we doing full names or what? You know what I mean? You don't have to shout out your mom. I just mean like if you got something to say to her, you know, thank oh. her for being a mom. You know, a little Mother's Day tribute. Uh -huh. Got it. Um, Mom, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> we actually did like an early Mother's Day celebration last weekend, uh -huh. this past weekend. And um, we had seafood because we both love seafood. I took her to a really nice spot and some dessert. So that was super fun just to have that time alone to catch up and just laugh and have a good old time. So mm. that was awesome. I loved it. We have to do it more often. I know we're both so busy, but I treasured every second. I love you so much um, for everything that you've poured into me. Um, I am not perfect and none of us are. You're not perfect. Dad's not perfect. None of us. But you guys did a pretty awesome job <laughs> raising me. I am the woman that I am because of your dedication mm -hmm. to the things of God and for your obedience. So thank you for obeying um, the leading of the Holy Spirit, even when it was hard. And I hope to be half the woman, actually more. Actually, I want to be like 100% of who you are and more. So I love you. <laughs> that's what's up. Um, yeah, that's what's up. I love your mom, too. I love my mom. <laughs> also right? yes like, oh i'm sorry are we no, supposed to do no, both okay gonna, no i was gonna shout out my mom and you were gonna shout out yours okay um or you could shout out mine if you want to no because i'm gonna cry so okay. oh well don't cry um <laughs> no it's funny because i mean we're both the oldest of you know our kid or the kids right i'm the oldest of my mom's kids yeah and Same. so my sister and i are 10 years apart so i feel like i get to be raised by my mom and then watch her raise someone else like 
Um, and so it's been fun because my sister graduates high school next month. Yeah. And so we've, for the last, what, five, six years, I've just been like trying to prepare her for right now. Right. Yeah. She got into her top school she wanted to go to. Yeah. Right. She's <laughs> just racking in the scholarship money and all that. Right. Yeah. And so it's just been really fun to see my mom's work pay off in that way, because I remember like as the oldest, you remember so much about how your parents raised you. Yeah. Right. And so I remember some of the conversations we would have, well, they weren't necessarily conversations back then. They were a little bit more one-sided, right? But mm -hmm. remembering some of the things that my mom would, like, warn us against and try to prepare us for. And, mm -hmm. you know, thinking back now, like, my mom was a single mom. My parents got divorced when I was younger. So I think about all of the things that we go through as parents, and then I think back and remember, like, wow, like, my mom didn't have a me to do these things with like mm. it's just her yeah and somehow we're we're still all right like you yeah. know we're, we're good mm -hmm. um no no jail time right <laughs> like i got all my teeth i can't um, what <laughs> i'm just thinking of things that people don't have sometimes those are okay teeth is sure. one of those things it is okay i don't want to get people, off on a thing there are people with terrible dental we're going to talk about that after this because hygiene <laughs> Okay, babe, just stop. Listen, listen, listen. I'm just so I confused. Know, I know you have met a grown man that's musty that shouldn't be musty, right? Okay, like, you work a desk out. job. <laughs> you shouldn't be like that. You need a mom. So, anyway, shout outs. my point is, when I think about all the things that my mom had to go through in raising us, and I think about how she always gave us the best of herself or whatever it was she had to offer at whatever point in time. Yeah. Like it, I can get emotional sometimes, right? Yeah. Like neither of us, my mom nor I are like big mushy people. You are a whole lie. Your mom cries every Christmas. Where's Tyler at? That's look, that is once a year. So, but, okay. But that's because no, when, when it present, when the situation presents itself, mm. Your mom be the first one crying. Anyway, you're not going to make my mom sound like a punk right now. Okay, so, <laughs> crying does not mean we're going right. to have another podcast on anyway, that. Anyway. Boy, bye. My point is, <laughs> you know, when I think about all of that, right, because a lot of times you're just kind of in the thick of stuff. You know, you might yeah. have whatever conflict you may have. You might have whatever thing you got to run and do, right? And so there's not a lot of times where I sit and really reflect on, like, my mom and, like, everything she means. But, like, I, it's yeah. really fun to think about that and mm -hmm. so anyway my point in all that was mom i love you um i'll call you mom that's weird um but i love you and i'm thankful for everything that you did and continue to do for all of us mm -hmm. and all the sacrifices that you make and it's fun watching you you know achieve your motherhood goals right because yeah. you had them for each of us so i hope that you take mother's day to really relax and just kick back and be like, I did a decent job because yeah. you did. You did a great job. Um, I would like to say thanks to Brandon's mom, mom. Um, and I'm going to try my hardest not to cry, but she was one of those people I think didn't realize like what she did for me. Mm. Um, as far as, um, like my emotional side, I was still coming. I was coming out of, I was at the tail end of, um, feeling like, I'm okay in God's eyes. Like mm. just because I had a child 
before I was married does not mean that I'm washed up. I'm okay. Um, and her accepting Leah and I, when you and I started dating mm-hmm. and really taking to Leah, mm-hmm. like her relationship with Leah is, if anybody's ever seen it, it is one of the most beautiful things like mm-hmm. to watch. Um, Leia is loved by many. <laughs> right. So we're not saying that it's more important or more than anyone else's. But for me, it's extremely special because I was honestly terrified of how your family would look at Leia and I. Mm. Because, I mean, it wasn't a secret that she was not biologically your daughter. Mm. And so I didn't know how how I would be treated, how she would be treated and it was nothing but open arms mm. when we came on the scene. Mm. And um, your mom was a huge part of that. She, I mean, from the second she met her, I remember the Sunday she met her. And it was just like they knew each other forever. Mm-hmm. And that was like her little girl. And so it just, ugh, I had to stop talking now. but Because <laughs> I don't want to cry. But yeah. it just meant everything to me that yeah. she just accepted us like that. She's 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 dope. So, I love you, mom. <laughs> All right. Well, um, on that note, while well, Ashley, well, right. I'm good. You're yeah, I'm not good. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, to anyone who's listening to this, who's a mom, um, thank you for everything you do. Yes. Um, on behalf of all the dads out there, cause uh, y'all definitely keep the show moving. Like y'all, it's yeah. I yeah. don't know. I don't know how single dads do it. Cause, like, it'd be a whole bunch of hot pockets and jeans and like. They like, probably um, are. Yeah. <laughs> we love y'all too. Y'all so, are rocking and rolling. Listen, yeah. But anyway, so shout out to all the moms. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll be yes. back next week, same yes. time. Uh, just check your phone. We'll be there. Yep. Do not forget to like, comment if you want to, and subscribe. We oh, are yeah. on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, we are at reallovepodcast.com. Leave us a review in iTunes, an honest review. We would love a five star, but if that's not how you feel, let us know how you feel so we can be better. Right, right. Um, right. Did I miss anything? Um, no. I, we do. I want to start a new segment. Sure. Um, not right now, but in the future, I want to start a segment called Real Love Stories. And long story short, all it's going to be is us reading the reviews on the site. Not to like boost ourselves up, but I want to be able to get to know you guys more. Yeah. So if you do leave a review on the podcast, you know, tell us your story. Tell us who you are. If there's anything that we've done that's helped you out, you know, how you feel about life, whatever. Right? <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the review section. If you send us an email and you say, hey, can you read my story on the air? Yeah. We'll do that too. So, um, yeah. So if you've got any of that, you can hit us up using the website or just leave a review on iTunes. Yes. And uh, well, we'll see you next week. All right, guys. Bye. Peace.